Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. Hope you had a wonderful weekend as we begin a new broadcast week here. A really important week on Political Coffee. Wednesday, we'll be talking with um, the good doctor, Douglas Frank, who's coming beginning uh, Wednesday evening to the Salem area, well, actually to Oregon, is going to be here all over the state for about three days. Wednesday evening, yours truly, your very humble radio talk show host, that's me. Uh, I will be emceeing an event with Dr. Frank at the River Church Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. Come and join us. Be a part of that event. Lots to talk about um, during this week, including some things that happened over the weekend. I know there was an ORP meeting, and I see lots of email traffic from Avis, one of our great listeners who has sends me things every day. She got evicted from this meeting along with a couple of other PCPs. Why? Now, keep in mind, she's an elected by the people of her, or the Republican Party of her precinct area. She is elected as a PCP. She got kicked out of there after about an hour. Why? And apparently, according to her and the emails that I have read, now, this meeting was not broadcast uh, it wasn't well disseminated to the pcps why who's at fault for that was that done by design now why am i talking about this well for some reason unless i'm just missing it and that's entirely possible <laughs> uh i i I haven't seen who it was that was elected as the vice president of the Oregon Republican Party. Because that's what this meeting was apparently all about. So, what do you think? Why? Why would this happen? Why would this happen this way? Now, there is this thousand student protest. This is in the news in the Oregon Catalyst. This has happened last Friday in Portland, of course. Over a thousand Portland students skipped school to protest climate change. And they said a number of things, and there is a story here, or a picture rather, in this story. Again, it's on the Oregon Catalyst. 
And it shows a protester saying, this is a child. This is a high school student. As a sign, it says, capitalism is killing us all. Really? You know, it's documented that communism has killed literally nearly 100 million people in the last 100 years because of tyrants. Yet, here we go. Thousand Portland students, folks, are out protesting with signs that say capitalism kills us all. It is a stunning, um, and there's some other great um, charts uh, that add into this this story, and, and I'll have it on the show plan today. Really? Capitalism is killing us all. I would bet that none of these students who are out protesting who believe that, none of them have been taught about how many people were murdered by communism in the last hundred years. I would say probably most of them. Uh, Some other things going on, by the way, uh, Oregon, the um, Washington County is suing the voter integrity group to stop the examination of 2020 ballots, admits systems can be hacked. Now, this is a story from the 19th. Clean Voter Rolls is a local group run by a friend of mine, Janice Deisinger. She is central and integral to Dr. Douglas Frank being here for a series of meetings uh, starting on Wednesday. They ask for, through Washington County, certain documents. Now, dollars are being spent by Shamia Fagan. She got a restraining order against the guy that was told by the district attorney. Originally, the Washington County County clerk denied the request, a public records request for some computer files. SQL files. Those of you who know that stuff know that. The DA stepped in and said, no, you got to give them away. They're public. So then the Secretary of State stepped in and said, no, you can't. Now, another person, Janice Deisinger, asked for the ballot images. She got them from Washington County, and in that document of the ballot images contained the other files, the SQL files, that the other guys denied. So what happens? Shamia Fagan gets a restraining order against this guy who went and picked this this ballot image files up from the county on behalf of Janice Dysinger. This is the guy that's in the other lawsuit. 
So then Shamia Fagan gets a restraining order saying he can't share that information with anybody. And then Ellen Rosenblum gets involved. Even when, I uh, quote, even when systems are not directly connected to networks, they are vulnerable to attack through physical or wireless access. Unquote. If the court, she wrote in her motion, enters a judgment requiring the release of clear ballot database, that judgment could compromise the security of elections systems. And of course, Gateway Pundit writing the story makes the obvious, very obvious conclusion. Wait a second, weren't we told that the 2020 elections and the computer systems are the most secure ever? And that they weren't connected to the internet and thereby couldn't possibly be hacked? When the truth is they have wireless modems in them. Now, the reason that I share this with you, because there's another story. One of the Democrat sixth district candidates, Loretta Smith, she's losing, calls on Kate Brown to get intervened or intervene herself by declaring an emergency. Since the bought and paid for Oregon Supreme Court basically gave Kate Brown the ability to call an emergency whenever she thinks it politically appropriate to declare an emergency and then intervene in Clackamas County. Quote, in this letter she sent to Kate Brown, as you know, this county has a history of ballot tampering and election misconduct. And there are people calling for Sherry Hall's resignation. So here's what's interesting about this. Loretta Brown says, Quote, in her letter to Kate Brown, quote, like other candidates, we have been publicly informed that the next update will be available Wednesday, May 25th. This is not acceptable, get this, because a democratic process is supposed to be open, transparent, and accountable to the people, unquote. Well, Loretta, maybe you ought to write a letter to the Secretary of State and the Attorney General regarding the open, transparent, and accountable democratic process of elections. Because apparently they don't think that way, like you do. Because they're doing everything to hinder the open, transparent, accountable election process from we the people. I'm just pointing that out to you folks. Is there just a little bit just a little bit of hypocrisy, don't you think? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. So the WHO is front and center in Davos, where the world's elites meet. And they're there right now. Supposedly... This is where nations prior to Davos, a whole bunch of them have signed on to giving the WHO this extraordinary power to declare 
across the world, including in America, a pandemic emergency that we then have to comply with whatever the WHO says. Now, not everybody thinks this is a good thing. In fact, um, Archbishop Vigiano warns that the nations of WHO's pandemic treaty power grab yielding sovereignty is considered crime of high treason. So if, say, Florida or some other state decides we're not going to follow this new edict. Oh, and by the way, did you see this story? About how uh, all of a sudden... There's this monkeypox, Breitbart story. There will be more cases. The WHO joins a chorus warning about monkeypox as Belgium confirms compulsory lockdown. And then there's another story about how, guess who was fooling around with monkeypox? The Wuhan lab. The lab. You know, where... The COVID came from. Now, there, there's nothing to see here, folks. Move along. These droids are not the ones we're looking for. Back in a moment with Kathy and Ron. You guys hang on through the break at 620 in the morning. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Just in time. A new outbreak of a new disease that the World Health Organization gets to declare. You wait for it just before the November elections as a worldwide pandemic. And we got to do everything by vote by mail. This is working so well in Clackamas County. Back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. I will get to the phones to everybody, I promise, in this segment. Um, Freedom Heating and Air can make you feel a lot more comfortable at home. It's supposed to be almost 80 on Wednesday. So this is your opportunity right now. Don't miss it. If you know your air conditioning system is not going to keep up, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out there right away and they'll get it fixed for you. 503-580-1456. Or check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. By the way, did, I was watching Fox 12 this morning, and they said Oregon has reached record gas prices at $5.15 a gallon. Nationwide, four fifty nine dollars a gallon. But capitalism is killing us, according to these Portland high school kids. This is why school board elections matter. Let's go to Kathy first. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. Did you see the um, the Clackamas County clerk on the news this past weekend? I did not. I was in Washington State watching my grandsons win a football tournament. That, was that sounds like more fun. It was. Anyway, 
she was being interviewed by somebody, I think, on Channel 2. And they asked her, when did you know about these smudged barcodes? And she said, two weeks or whatever. And she, they go, well, why didn't you do something? She goes, I don't know. I just didn't do it. That was her only excuse. I just didn't You're do kidding. it. You're kidding. No. No. I heard her say it. She, well. She just so, looked right into the camera. I just didn't do, do it. Do you think, I mean, there are people calling for her resignation. Do you think that's the right thing? Definitely. She's not capable of doing that job properly. Yeah. Uh, the uh, editors at the Oregonian newspaper are calling for her resignation. Yeah. Now, and thank you, Kathy. I, I appreciate you sharing. That's stunning to hear that, but it doesn't surprise me. I of course, the reason that you. the... I was watching Channel 2 this morning, and they talked about Hillary Clinton and whatever his name is, Mook. They laid it out. former campaign manager, yeah. Yeah, on Channel 2. I've never heard any mainstream media talk about it. Okay, I'm done. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, that was another Mm -hmm. stunning thing I saw this morning. Robbie Mook telling the truth, throwing Hillary Clinton under the bus that they spent over $50 million putting together the Russia fake news mer- narrative. $50 million bucks. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. How are you? Um, the, I'm not um, happy. I'm Johnny. happy in many ways. Those that think they won. Uh, the situation with Avis, I can speak on that behalf. We had somebody come to our county meeting, or our state meeting, that uh, was in the so-called non-NAV, but won't clarify what party she's in from Multnomah County. And uh, I addressed the issue with somebody out of Clackamas County, who is the manager, I will say, and they said, oh, she's good. That's bull sugar. And what they'd done to Avis and the other people was absolute ruthless, because that person, J.D., I'll leave it at that, loves power. And don't and, and I I questioned before the meeting happened the one candidate. This is what I heard this happen in a meeting. Why you ain't addressed this issue? Why you restricting free speech? Are we are are we Democrat Party Marxist mentality? Tammany Hall ways of bull sugar. And the person said, "Well, I hope you vote for me because I'm I don't know what you were hearing." Well, he got his butt whipped eighty two to twenty four. And Mr. Wang is our vice chairman. God bless. A proven American, a first-generation American from Korea that family escaped from North Korea and achieved the American dream, and we need to give blessings and praise to that individual, 82 to 24, spanking. Okay, is, is he the Oregon Republican Party vice chairman or just Mary? Yes, Trump? he is. The Oregon Republican Party He's vice chairman. Oregon Republican Party, okay. I, I didn't see yes. that anywhere. I totally missed that. Ronnie, thank you. I got to move God on to bless Art you. quickly. Art, good morning, Art. How are you? Welcome. Hey, Jeff. So what about Marion County? How come our votes aren't being uh, counted uh, quickly and stuff? That was on the news today. It's not only up in Clackamas. It's down here in Marion County, uh, which greatly concerns me of course Jeff because 
obviously we're in Marion County and our votes are slowly being counted. Why? They knew an election was coming up. Does it have to do with all these ballots showing up late and stuff? I don't know. But, uh, you know, I also got a question, Jeff. Since there was an election going on and new uh, precinct persons being elected, uh, why didn't they wait to do the vote until after the new people were installed that got elected? Uh, why the big hurry? Um, that's interesting. Uh, Ron, uh, obviously like the person selected, but we're going into another two year cycle. Why didn't the party wait till all the new ones were installed before they selected the vice chair? I, you know, that's a fair question. And, um, you know, I certainly don't have an answer to it because I, I don't do that, but, but that's a seriously fair question. That maybe somebody can answer who's involved in the bylaws and how does it work in the Oregon Republican Party? It's a good question, Art. I don't know the answer. Maybe somebody out there does. Thank you, Art. I appreciate it. 6.30. Rich, hang on. I'll get you on the other side of the break. Clackamas County has 72% of their ballots are still uncounted. What? Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Yes, you heard me right, folks. Um, welcome back, by the way, to Political Coffee. I'm your host, your um, benevolent dictator radio talk show host, Yes, Anne-Marie, I know it's stunning that 72% of Clackamas County ballots have not been counted. They've only counted, and this was a story on uh, Coin6, uh, updated on the 22nd, which was yesterday. 72% have still not been counted. Now, the reasons that the Democrats are all upset about this, because they have a couple of tight races. You know what? If this was a wholly Republican county and it didn't matter, they wouldn't care. I guarantee you they wouldn't care. And But it still is outrageous. And, and what, what Kathy said, uh, what, I mean, is stunning in and of itself, that Sherry Hall would just say something I, I just, you know, I know Sherry Hall, I like her, but if that's accurate, what Kathy said, I have no reason to believe it wasn't. If that's what Sherry Hall said on camera, she doesn't deserve to be the county clerk. She doesn't know why she didn't take action, even though she knew about it two weeks before. Huh? 
But getting Kate Brown involved. Oh, by the way, did you hear what Kate Brown said? You're ready to have the state burned down around you. That was Lars Larson's editorial. Yeah. Forest scientist, he writes, Dr. Bob Zybach pointed out that from 1952 to 1987, 35 years, only one forest fire in all of Western Oregon was greater than 10,000 acres since that time, 1987. Oregon's had more than 30 such fires, several larger than 100,000 acres. And of course, the Labor Day fires of 2020 covered more than a million acres. What's the difference? Logging. Funny how that is. Now, yesterday, and Rich, hang on, I'm going to get to in just a second. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I've, as many of you know, I fly airplanes. I was blessed to have grown up flying with my father on the farm. I own an airplane. I flew it to Tri-Cities in Washington over the weekend up on Friday. Uh, and just to see my grandsons win their football tournament, I flew home yesterday. And what struck me was flying low coming in over the canyon fire up the Sandy M Canyon and looking at the devastation from that fire that Lars is referencing here and knowing that proper forest management would have stopped it. Because you know how I know that? Because you can, there are areas that I know are owned by private timber companies like Freres and Frank and others. And you fly over it and you can see right to the line where the fire stopped, where it didn't burn. Private timberlands. Why? Because they manage them. They not they just don't log them. They manage them. But not with Kate Brown and her type in the in the in the office. Anyway, let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning. How are you doing? Awesome. It was a great day to be flying. It was a great day to be flying, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Good. Uh, my thing is on the the so-called uh, gas. You have to remember that we live in a blue state, which automatically increases the prices. And uh, California, in the small towns, is already at six dollars and nineteen cents and climbing. And that was Wednesday of last week. Wow. So we're on par for being in a blue state. Well, here's what's interesting, too. Um, you know, I'm in Washington State yesterday, uh, and and my, my daughter-in-law said to me, yeah, you know, we're getting criticized, Washington State, because they're preparing for their gas pumps to have $10 a gallon gas. And, okay... That's where we're headed, sadly. Right. Well, the big thing is that's the Green New Deal. Push you into an electric car, which doesn't have a very long life expectancy when you see what's going on with them and how much it really causes. Some of the new specifics are out with electric cars. It takes about 28 years for you to recoup the benefit of having one. <laughs> and then what about all the carbon that is 
burnt, that gets released into the atmosphere, Rich, from the heavy equipment that has to mine the minerals that go into the battery. Oh, well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> also, what about the infrastructure to the power grid for the charging at all these houses that they don't want to talk about? Yeah, because that's not going to turn out too well either. Because well, it just isn't there. Put, they won't let you put in uh, bigger power lines to take the uh, extra load. Isn't that fascinating? You know, I also flew over. Uh, my route from Pasco takes me over a lot of the big wind farms out by Wasco County and, and so forth. Right. And, Rich, I got to tell you, uh, you're looking at those big power lines. What you just said is so true. The eco-freaks will not allow building of new power transmission lines. I mean, they, they try to stop them at every turn. Yet they want us to all drive electric vehicles. Now, not only is that hypocritical, but it tells you what is their real intention. They don't want us driving anything. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Sustainable That's communities. Right. We will, yes. uh, Jeff, uh, we are going to, in the Green New Deal... We, the idea is that we are going to have you live in a sustainable community and we'll drive you out to what used to be your farm every day to work it. You know, that sounds a lot like what happened in, you know, the 1920s, collectivism un under Nikolai Lenin, when the communists took over in Russia, doesn't it? Very similar. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of strange. But, you know, apparently that's what's being taught in our Portland public school system, since we have all these students out there saying capitalism is evil and blah, blah, blah. In fact, I got a great email from that. Rich, thank you. I appreciate it. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. I'll read you the email from Julie, a former teacher, about the econ teachers in a moment. But first, I got to remind you, yeah, we got two or three days of nice weather coming here. You guess what's going to happen on Friday? Rain, baby. Rain. Which is a farmer is okay with me. But it's not okay with you. If your roof is leaking. Or you know it's about to. That's why you should call Pfeiffer Roofing. Because you know what they'll come out and do? They'll assess what condition your roof is in. And it doesn't matter whether it's an asphalt shingle roof. It's a flat roof. It's a tile roof. It is whatever, a metal roof, doesn't matter. They fix all of them. They replace all of them, or they just make it so it doesn't leak anymore, and you lose the value of your investment. Pfeiffer Roofing. Give them a call. They'll come out and give you a free estimate as to whatever it's going to take to fix your problem. 503-647-4725. 647 47 25 check out their website pfeifferroofing.com that's p-f-e-i-f-e-r roofing.com p-f-e-i-f-e-r roofing.com julie's email about econ teachers and it just reinforces what rich is talking about here she writes one high school in portland hired a social studies teacher who had never heard of adam smith or milton friedman i don't have to wonder why the little tykes can't understand capitalism Unfortunately, school boards have little to do with the direct hiring of teachers. 
which may be a good thing when you consider some of the members on the various boards. Hiring practices extend to all subject matters, including English. I personally was not hired for a job teaching English, and ironically, journalism, because I had a side job writing opinion pieces for my local people. So there you go. Well said, Julie. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. The White House said, this is a town hall article, looks to be planning for a wave of infections just in time for the midterms and is advising indoor masking. This was a story posted on the 22nd yesterday. Uh, the White House advisor, Dr. Anish Jia, the dean of the Brown University School of Public Health, and the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator spoke on ABC News' This Week. They're planning for a possible fall surge by the next generation of COVID. So that means they have the next generation of vaccines and, of course, access to treatment and testing. But guess what Congress needs to do? Oh, they have to give more money first. Of course. And then, of course, we have the stunning Wuhan lab headline was experimenting with monkeypox last year. A published research report in the International Journal they're back in February. Oops. Oh, but that'll be fake news, won't it? Hmm. Back in a moment at 6.48. Come on and sing my song. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. Um, Want to remind you, if you are looking for all natural pain relief, like I have to have from time to time, you know, I was this weekend, like I said, up. Uh, hanging out with my grandsons in Pasco, Washington. We threw the football around a little bit. Actually, a lot. And yours truly managed to pull a muscle. Well, I used ProBioscience's butter salve on that, and it felt and still feels so much better. Yeah, I got to take it easy on the muscle, I know. But, you know... Friends, if you're looking for some type of pain relief without drugs, you should really try CBD, but you should only try it from ProBioscience based here in Salem that uses only Oregon-grown CBD, which is, and I can tell you as a former CBD grower, it is the highest quality there is because Oregon has the toughest standards of to how you must grow it and how it has to be tested. You can be assured you're getting the best product there possibly could be. So, check them out on the web at the Hemp and CBD Outlet. 
a new website. Hempandcbdoutlet.com. All one word. And if in the month of May you buy anything online, and they have some great products, all kinds of great products to help you sleep, your pain, beauty products, for your pets, all of it. Just use the discount code MOM. Mother's Day month, MOM, you get 15% off. Hempandcbdoutlet.com. Use the discount code MOM. You get 15% off. You know, the IRS has the authority to arrest you if you accidentally delete a tax document. But the IRS just deleted 30 million documents. And it ain't no big deal. I'm not kidding you. This is another Gateway Pundit story. It says the IRS fell behind, so its employees destroyed 30 million tax documents in an effort to catch up. So you, now, this could be a point of discussion, right? The theme of this show is persuading the persuadable. So you're having a, you know, conversation with someone who's persuadable in your world and just say, you know, isn't it interesting that the IRS just destroyed 30 million paper documents from us, the taxpayers? They deleted them because they were behind. And nothing happens. But yet, if we accidentally destroy and don't keep a document, like, say, the very document they destroyed, because they destroyed 30 million 1099 forms and so forth, and W-2s. But if you don't keep them and you get audited, guess what happens? You pay the price. I'm just saying you could maybe use that to have an interesting conversation with someone. Oh, and don't you find it interesting that Joe Biden wants to hire another 80,000 IRS agents so they don't fall behind? Hmm. You're just saying. By the way, Marion County, uh, and there's a great Salem reporter story. Marion and Polk County see the highest voter turnout in 10 years in a non-presidential primary. Good for them. Guess what happened? Both Marion and Polk County clerks say that the day before the election, only 20% of the ballots in each county were in. The day of the election, massive turnout, higher than they have seen. Marion County, as of Friday, reported 34.8% of eligible voters. Polk County, as of Friday, was 37.8%. Normally, it's not that high. Now, why do you think that it was so high on election day. Well, I can tell you why. Anecdotally, I talked to a bunch of people over the weekend and on Friday. They all said the same thing. 
They don't trust the vote by mail system. They're going to turn them in on election day. There you go. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Go Beebs. Hey, Jeff. Go Ducks. Hey, um, since the COVID is over, it's time to take a look at it. You know, I've been reading uh, um, Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s book, and uh, if he's right, and our group sees the, saw the same thing, uh, in that when we treated with ivermectin, we had nobody go to the hospital. Uh, as a matter of fact, we had three people that were in the hospital that we took out and cured. Um, and that's what the frontline doctors were finding. That's what Bobby Kennedy was finding. And his claim is, and I think he's right, 85% of the people that died would not have died if they were treated with uh, ivermectin and or hydrochlor- uh, hydrochloroquine. 85% of a million people, is 850,000 people died because of negligence or malfeasance. Somebody has blood on their hands. Who do you think that is? Uh, Big Pharma, Fauci, uh, whoever wrote the protocols. And really, there needs to be an investigation. Who, Who wrote the protocols and why? Because the reason people were dying is you were not allowed into the hospital. Now, get this. You've got a flu. You're having troubles breathing. You're not allowed into the hospital until your oxygen is below 90, which means your body is weakened at that time. They isolate you from your family so you've got nobody to speak for you while you're out. Uh, And then they hit you with the remdesivir, which has a 40% death rate. Uh, and then they put you on a respirator, which you probably are not going to come off of. So you end up, what remdesivir does is it shuts down the kidneys so that your uh, bodily fluids are not expelled. Uh, and so you end up dry, uh, drowning in your bed uh, from your own fluids. Uh, if, if this is right, and I think it is, 850,000 Americans died needlessly. I think you are probably correct, and there are reasons why. Jerry, thank you. Stacy Ann Woolman sent me a great email about the next thing called the monkeypox. Vanguard and BlackRock are some of the biggest shareholders in Bavarian Nordic, which is producing the monkeypox vaccine. Guess what? It's all about money. Thank you, Stacy Ann. Thanks for listening today, folks. Keep praying. Stand up and fight. See you tomorrow.